Hi, I'm Matthew Viriapa, and this is No Cover. It's been a little while since we've uh, kind of put out one of these episodes. The podcast took a bit of a break as everyone over here at KOSU and I guess America in general is getting used to life and work right now. But if you've been stuck inside looking for new stuff, new music, and new podcasts to listen to, here's a new episode for you. On this episode is Maddie Rizuk. She's an Oklahoma City singer-songwriter who kind of specializes in piano synth music. Things have definitely changed a lot since I did this interview. We had talked earlier this year, which was basically an entirely different reality. Maddie Rizuk released her album Archive last December. We discussed the album and how it felt making and releasing something that felt really personal to her. I am Maddie Rizuk. What kind of, I guess, genre would you put your music in? Ooh, it's always the hardest question. So definitely, I'm a singer-songwriter. I like to identify myself as that. Um, I play the synthesizer. My live setup is synth and vocals. Uh, what do you think is the difference between your music and the other band that you're kind of in, Lust? Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of differences. So I also write all the lyrics for that band. And I sing for that band and play synth in that band. So I do kind of similar things in both. But yeah, that band is definitely, um, well, there's two other people in it, which changes the dynamic a little bit. With my solo music, I it's just me. And so it feels a lot more intimate. Um, like I said, super minimal. When you come to one of my solo shows, it's it's definitely a different vibe. Lust is very dancey, kind of rocky at times. It's a lot more high energy. Um, and that comes from just the other people in the band also, but the kind of music we play. So is there a moment when you know a song is going to be for like yourself or, you know, your band? Yeah, kind of. Yes and no. So I I write lyrics constantly. I write them in a physical journal. I put them in the notes on my phone. I just, I write lyrics about everything and most of them end up getting tossed out. But um, when I'm sitting down to write a song, I just kind of scroll or flip through the things that I've jotted down that week. I think like there are a lot of lyrics that could be used for either project. With Lust, I don't really go into practice having a song written. Um, I'll have the lyrics written sometimes. Sometimes I am just coming up with stuff on the spot. But there, it's a really collaborative process. Um, it's a lot of like my bandmate Lacey um, is on the bass, and like she'll come up with a bass line. 
Uh, my bandmate Connor, who plays guitar, might be like, here's what I'm doing here, or he'll have come up with a beat, because we use drum machine for that band. So it's very like, we kind of figure it out together. I love playing in bands. I love collaborating with people. It's awesome and I never want to not do it, but I definitely, there's something really special to me about being able to sit down and take the time to work on music alone. It's like sacred to me. That's why like releasing my album was kind of an interesting feeling because it felt like I was just putting my journal out into the world and sharing it. And it was like this thing that was mine and then it was like, okay, this is for everyone now, which I don't feel that way quite as much when I'm writing music with other people because it feels like all of ours together and not just mine. So it's a little bit of a different thing. What went into this latest album, Archive? Yeah, um, about a year's worth of um, recording and actually laying it down, but years worth of writing and you know editing and different things. and. I recorded it with my good friend Connor, who's an awesome sound engineer, and he was so great throughout the process because I did this all totally alone. That was like my main thing about it, that I wanted to play all the tracks myself on it, um, all the instruments on it are me, all the vocal layering, it's just me on top of me. Like I just wanted the album to just like be me to the truest extent. And I think that it would have been fine if I had brought on other people to play different instruments on it or to help me with it. And it definitely took a lot longer because I was doing it just totally alone. Like if I wanted there to be like, you know, eight different tracks layered on the song, I was like, it's gonna, I'm gonna have to take the time to do all that. But Connor was really very patient and helpful with me while recording that. And it was nice to have someone there just, you know, facilitating the whole thing. Um, so yeah, it was like we started recording it, um, I want to say December of 2018, and then we basically wrapped up recording that spring, started the process of mixing, um, and then through that, I, there was a lot of me going back and saying, I don't really like the way that sounds, so there was some re-recording, some editing, and then it was um, in the fall, really, when I... I was like, okay, I think it's time for this thing to get out there. Like maybe it was late August, early September when I I settled on like, here's gonna be a release date, here's when it's gonna be out there. But it was nice to take it slow with it because I just wasn't, it was like I wasn't ready to have it out of my hands and I really wanted to be meticulous with it and take all the time that I felt that it needed. On Archive, uh, what song do you think you spent like the most time on? Oh gosh. Um, there, there were definitely some songs that um, I remember going back to a lot, like In the Morning. That ended up with a lot more layering at the end than it did when it started. There was something about the vocals that I just wasn't liking. We ended up doing um, a full vocal double on it. I don't wanna wake up before the sun I don't wanna stop before it's done I don't wanna push too hard and fall 
were doing the mixing process and kind of editing things more towards the end of the recording process, I I was like, there's something not right with this song. You know, little things that like, honestly, maybe no one else would even notice. <laughs> just like, I don't know, sometimes it can be the smallest tweaks and like, it just like changes the song. But yeah, I don't know, it probably like, it, <laughs> it wouldn't have even been that noticeable to anyone else. And so we went back and we added some different things, took away different things. I remember specifically with that one, there was a lot of like, I had to do it and then leave it and then come back to it, listen again. It just felt for a while like there was something not quite right with that track specifically. And then we got it to a place where now it's it's one of my favorite tracks on the album for sure. Yeah, it was a testament to the fact that it's like good sometimes to just like, trust yourself and like if something doesn't seem quite right like it's okay to be like I need like two weeks to just think about this and let it marinate because I don't know what's missing right now but I know there is something missing and that that happened on a few of the tracks for sure and then spinning that was the first one I recorded and I recorded it with the intention of wanting to release it as a single before the rest of them So I think I spent quite a bit of time on that one too because I wanted it to be just like, just right. When I kissed your lips that night I could feel the way your heart did beat Fast like mine When you pulled me closer in I began to get to know your warmth Warmth I wonder if you think that one I wasn't really even sure what the album was going to be in its entirety because it was still shifting so much at that point I mean we were in the process of 
editing and mixing and all of that at that point in the spring, but it wasn't completely done. I think a lot of the times when people release a single from an album, it's like the album is done and here's the sneak peek of the album. And I wasn't sure how I felt about the album yet or what was happening with it. I didn't have a title to the album yet. Nothing was really set in stone, but I did know for sure that I wanted to share that one track. And I knew that it was going to be a part of a collection of music that was going to be released at some point in the future. But I wanted it to be a little... Um, just a little tidbit of like, here's what I've been working on. Here's what my music is sounding like right now. And there's more of this to come, but I can't really tell you exactly what that is yet. <laughs> so yeah, I just spent a lot of time on spinning for sure. So what was the moment like when, you know, you finally figured out like, this is what the album means to me. This is what like I want to put out into the world. I knew it was going to be 10 tracks unless I decided to um, take anything away but we had finished everything and then I kind of left it for about a month and a half in the summer um, didn't listen to it at all didn't do anything to it I just needed to leave it and not think about it because it had been something that I had spent so much time on I was like I just I don't really I don't know how to feel about it right now I just need to leave it and then I went back through and listened to all of the tracks about a month and a half after that. And, you know, I was hearing them like they weren't mine, like they weren't songs I wrote. Like I was listening to them and I was like, wow, this is pretty good actually. <laughs> but when you're, when you're in it and when you're doing it, it's hard to hear it and be like, this is good. You're just like, this is what it is. And I'm just plugging away at it. But yeah, I was able to listen to it after not working on it for a bit and appreciate it for what it was. And I felt this excitement that was like, oh my gosh, I get to share this with people if I choose to. And there were maybe some moments in there when I was like, I'm never gonna put this out, I don't want to. Like, I feel like probably every solo artist has felt this way when you, you can't hide behind like a band or there's no one else in it with you really. I was like, this is just me and I'm just, and I have to put this out and everyone's gonna know I did this, like whether it's good or bad, like this is me. some moments of doubts but I was really supported through it all I have really a very supportive family and they come to shows a lot a lot of people I think were already familiar with a lot of the songs or knew what to expect 
But yeah, it's different having it recorded. Um, it's like this concrete thing where it's like people can put their headphones on and listen to it and you can rewind it and be like, did she just say that? What did that lyric mean? And even though I knew that everyone who knew of my music or had seen me around or people in my life, like they maybe knew what to expect. It was weird just having it be this thing that was so permanent and out there. It's not that I need validation, but it's it's nice when people say nice things or say that they've that my music has touched them or meant something to them. I I needed that in my life at this time to put myself out there and then feel like it was for a purpose. Was there a song that you were kind of worried about like if they listen to this they might change their perception of me? Mm. Maybe not any song in particular, but there's always that feeling. It is just like I'm writing about my life, my observations, my interactions. And yeah, my my music is autobiographical. I know that's not the case for every person who writes music. Like music can be about anything. It can be inspired by whatever. But for the most part, I write music about my life. So I think I always feel a little bit of that when I play music at shows or when someone's listening to my music I'm like I can get kind of like you know thinking about it too much like oh my gosh they like know how I feel about this thing or that thing but I also like that I not not necessarily intentionally keep things vague but I I think it's it can be a lot of stuff can be left to interpretation and I think that's also too why maybe people can relate to it. Um, I once had, from my first EP, um, I had a song that I wrote about an ex. It was about an ex, but it was, you know, all my songs I like to think are more so about me and how I feel than like this other person. But I had a friend who told me it reminded me so much of her relationship with her grandmother and that it like really touched her. And I was like, that is so crazy that someone can like feel that way. You know, it's just like a totally different thing. But I think that's pretty beautiful too. I'm really influenced by just like all kinds of singer-songwriters. Like I love Joni Mitchell. I love Carly Simon. Um, I don't know. I guess there was sort of a vibe to the album, especially with like the cover. Like I'm super influenced by like these awesome like 60s, 70s singer-songwriter women. 
but maybe not so much in the music itself. Um, I really love Joanna Newsom's music. She's a harpist, but she also plays the piano. And I've always been really inspired by kind of how meandering her um, instrumental parts are and how honest her lyrics are. Which plays along the monument and drums upon a plastic bag. The brave men and women so dear to God and famous to all of the ages rag. Saying, do you love me? When I try to think about like a couple of like main inspirations. I'm like, there's too many. I don't know. And I'm inspired by my friends who make music too. I'm just inspired by like creative people doing their thing. That's what keeps me going. Maybe why I have such a tough time with all the like genre questions is I try to not hold myself to anything too much. It, it comes from a place that's just like so incredibly me. And I think that's why it's hard to put it to words sometimes because it's like when someone asks you to, you know, talk about your personality and you're like, I don't know how I am. I don't know. <laughs> but I think there's there's definitely something that ties it all together. I'm still not still not quite sure if I can put it to words, but I think that was also why I could be kind of forgiving of myself in ways that I felt like maybe it wasn't perfect because I really had a tendency to want to fix everything. And like towards the end, especially, I was like, I'm going to drive myself crazy if I keep trying to go back to this. And like, I just had to tell myself like, this is me at this time and I'll make another album and that'll be me at that time. And then there'll be more and more things. And you know, I just had to be okay with that. Like all the good and all of the bad and the in-between. I just had to say like, this is just, it's me and I'm sharing it. This has always been true for everything that's happened in my life that like one thing leads to another thing. And so I was trying to be more focused on just like what was happening in the moment and what it was rather than being like focused on what the goal was for it or what the outcome was going to be. Your love
even outside of like this album, all your performances have been pretty much solo. Why is it important for you to, you know, get up on stage by yourself? I just, I needed it to be this thing that like I can write a song the day before and then get up and play it at that show the next day. That's not really a thing you can do with a band. There's a lot more, um, there's a lot more planning and talking and communicating that goes into that. And yeah, it's just like, it's been a thing that I have felt that I needed to do just sort of as a growing thing. And also just as a, as a communicating thing, like I feel like this project is best communicated when it is just me. I mean, in, in other ways, maybe yes. Like I loved having Connor to collaborate on the recording process with me and like whatever, you know, like people are in a way um, a part of it, but it's a it's a special thing to be able to get up there and just do it myself. So I think solo performing can be terrifying for a lot of people. And at times it has been for me and sometimes still is. So yeah, it just depends on my mood that day. Like sometimes it can just feel um, like some days I'm really I'm so excited to get to play for people and like share my music. And then some days, if my head's not in the right place, it can feel pretty difficult. But I still appreciate it for what it is, regardless of how I am at the time. So what is the the synth that you kind of bring with you, like everywhere, it seems like? Yeah, so I just play it on um, a Roland Juno. Um, it's a newer version of the Juno, and it has a built-in drum machine. It's got like a lot of different cool settings and sounds. And I pretty much have it set on one thing that I really like, um, just sort of like an electric piano sound. And then I use the drum machine quite a bit with it when I'm playing live. My my setup is so minimal for the project. It's That's basically all I use. Uh, when did you get it? Oh, I got that keyboard in 2015. So, wow, I've had that almost five years now, I guess. I will definitely keep using that um, until I need a new one. I don't know. It's it's interesting to think about like where the project could go, how it could evolve. But for me right now, I think it's it's totally perfect for me. Things are Did you just start playing and you found like this is going to be like my partner in crime for like the next five years? Yeah, I think it it felt pretty good immediately when I got that synth and it is all I need. And so I've totally felt that about it. It's like me and my Juno against the world. <laughs>
it, it is interesting to me, like being around so many people who are so into gear and like all just pedals and like all these different kinds of things. And I try to keep up with it, but <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like a super knowledgeable gear person, but I like what I like and I, I know how to use the like few things I have and that's good. So with this album, I'm, I'm sure that you had like a ton of, you know, just lyrics that you were writing. Um, were there any like notes that you kind of wrote to yourself and you read back and you're kind of just wondering like, what was I thinking when I wrote this down? Oh yeah, I think that a lot about some of the lyrics I write. Like, I, cause I just jot down stuff all the time. So some of the stuff I'll jot down is not even probably could ever be used as a lyric. It's just like thoughts and then sometimes that'll evolve to other things. But yeah, I totally, I do that all the time. I'll look back and be like, when did I write this? And like, what was I thinking? Cause so much of the time it's just like stream of consciousness and I don't edit myself and I'm just like gonna jot down thoughts and then I'll go back and edit later or pick out words and phrases that I wanna use. That's a big thing too, like if I'm just doing like a gigantic journal entry, that I'll go back sometimes and just pick out little phrases from it. I'm glad I keep a record of my feelings so often. It's, it's fun to look back and be like, oh yeah, I feel so different than that now. Or sometimes like it's three years later and I'm like, I still feel that way. Do you feel like Archive is a pretty accurate title for this album then? Yeah, I do. Um, I think especially just my whole process with like how long all of this took or even just how long some of these songs span from like when they were written. It's just a part of my history and my past now. And it, I still feel like I'm living and breathing it. It's, it's a part of my life every day. Like this is now out of my hands and it's, it's gonna be put away into the past. I feel like this song specifically kind of feels representative of the album as a whole.
And I think I started to feel settled in that song through the recording process. That was true for a lot of them, just playing them so many times and having to go back and listen to them so many times. Like it made me feel really settled in what they were. Do you consider yourself a theater kid? Oh gosh, I wouldn't say I still consider myself a theater kid, but I definitely, I was once a theater kid, absolutely, and have some fond memories of it. But I don't think I could consider myself that anymore. It's been so long. Like, did you do theater back in high school? And Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was involved in, like, all kinds of stuff growing up. Like, anything I could do performing-wise. I didn't start writing songs really until, I mean, I think I did write, like, little ditties every once in a while when I was younger, but nothing serious. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like, the bulk of what I was involved in growing up is just, like, choir and, like, plays and musicals and things like that. Is there like a production that you really remember like loving to do? Hmm. In high school, I was in Greece and it was really fun. <laughs> that was like a fun one for sure. Um, I played Rizzo in Greece. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good role. It was fun. There are worse things I could do than go with a boy or two. Even though the neighborhood thinks I'm trashy and no good, I suppose it could be true. But there are worse things I could do. What do I say when I feel this way? What do I say to It's not. I grew up going to this place called Wichita Children's Theater in Wichita, Kansas, and I have so many fond memories there. Now I teach music to children, and so like, it's kind of a fun full circle thing. I think everything I've ever done in my life has influenced me, and every mentor or teacher I've had suddenly led me to where I am now. My creative journey is not exactly what I thought it would look like, but it's much better than I could have imagined. My mom actually now is in a glee club there. And so it's super cute because I feel like I sort of passed the torch on to her and now she goes there every week. Have your students asked about your music or Oh yeah, to it? they do. Yeah. I mean some of the younger ones like don't really care that much, but definitely um my students ask about it. There was a poster hanging up for my album release 
uh, down there at the school. And so it was like super funny, all of them asking me about it. But yeah, they're they're all really sweet. It's nice to feel like I maybe I'm like a positive influence in, in some people's lives or make them want to do what I'm doing. I don't know. It's cool just to see kids be energized and excited about music. I learn a lot from my students. Um, I think it, it re-energizes me sometimes to see how excited they get about stuff. Um, there's just like, there's so many facets to music and so many ways to do it. I don't really think there's one way to do it. And I think I try to impart that a little bit, that there are so many things you can do with music that aren't just like concrete black and white, like things you might expect to learn in a music lesson. Is there anything that you learned then from uh, making Archive? Ooh, yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about trusting myself, um, maybe pushing myself a little further than I thought I could go. Learned a lot about (laughs) being forced to like sit with something and really think about it and to want to do the best work I possibly could, but also know when it was time to just let it be what it was. I hope I'm able to share that with not only my students, but just with people in general, like anyone who wants to set out to do anything at all, not necessarily this, but just anything we do that is maybe a little bit out of our comfort zones. It requires a little bit of patience and, you know, a little bit of perseverance, but it's always worth it. say Mm, i don't think so but thanks for chatting with me yeah thanks for coming by yeah uh where can people find uh your stuff yeah so it's online um maddie razook basically any streaming or purchasing platform itunes spotify apple music and then bandcamp it's on there maddierazook.bandcamp.com i'm on instagram at mad Cover is a production of KOSU and a service of Oklahoma State University. Our editor is Ryan McCroy, and our cover art was designed by Terry Ferris. Subscribe to No Cover on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to leave a rating and a review, and if you're listening on NPR One, give us a heart or a favorite. No Cover is a member of the KOSU Spy Podcast Network. Learn about all of our podcasts at KOSU.org.
say you you have a look that really reminds me of Miss Frizzle. Really? I have heard that so many times. I seriously have had multiple people in my life, more than multiple, like a, a large handful of people tell me that I remind them of their preschool teacher, like specifically preschool. I've heard that multiple times. And I'm like, do all preschool teachers just like look like me or have the same energy? Must be an energy thing. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I'm like, all your preschool teachers can't look like me, this like Lebanese person. Like, I don't know. They can't all look like me. 